0: Oh, I had to keep it because it was so ingrained in what we were talking. So, like, there was no good way to subvert around it. Yes. I'm like, God damn it, Jared. Yes. People don't want to hear about us in fantasy football.
1: People listen because we're good personalities. That's Steven. fair.
0: <laughs> hey, everybody. Steven here. Just a heads up. In this episode, Jared's voice is going to sound a little further away. We had some audio issues. Completely my fault. Not Jared's fault. In the slightest. So, name and shame me. Not Jared. But it will be fixed by the next episode. So, yay. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the Survivor podcast that is still trying to make the Pontiac Aztec a thing. <laughs> I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, talk to me.
1: I do truly believe that Purgatory is a Pontiac Aztec.
0: Okay, I need elaboration on this. No. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> no, it's just the mediocrity of all cars. Sure. But we'll get into that later.
0: <laughs> the mediocrity of all cars. Hmm. I'm, okay, we'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> um, Jared, before we start... I, we have to talk about the elephant in the room.
1: I don't know what the elephant is. That we, I cannot see an elephant. We yet.
0: have exercised some demons here.
1: Oh, that's not an elephant in the room to me. That is <laughs> uh, that's my pride and joy.
0: Yes. Uh, Jared and I watched the movie Gone, starring our two favorite castaways, Dirk and Joel.
1: So I pointed this out to Steven right before he watched it. We are obviously watching the seasons quicker than they came out. We're watching two episodes a week. Mm -hmm. We're not. There's no off season. We're just doing them. Yeah. And if it worked for this movie, and the fact that we do an analysis every week, I would have (laughs) forgotten who Dirk and Joel were. (laughs) For the most part, I'd have forgotten who Joel was, okay? That season came out in fall of 2000. This movie came out in 2002. Yeah. How did they think they were the star power? Hmm. I
0: I think it's different now in that we're not inundated with reality celebrities, and like the the staying power was bigger.
1: Maybe not those two.
0: No, we're we're gonna have a nice little bonus episode and talk about that movie. Oh, I'm so excited! Spoiler for that episode it sucked. Yeah. This movie hurt me. I screamed at my TV. I I screamed in joy. <laughs> I didn't.
1: Um, the see, I, I would consider myself a bit of a connoisseur of bad cinema. I like good cinema too, but the, like I want movies that are either you know eight nines or tens or ones or twos.
0: So the room is your magnum opus here.
1: Oh, the this was better than the room. <laughs> this is higher on the list than the room to me. And what makes a bad movie excellent is a conviction that what you are making is good. I don't want the six or seven that's like you know corporate garbage where they've pumped a bunch of money into it and no one really cares no i want i want an artiste who believes that what they are making will change the world but they have neither the vision (laughs) nor the function nor the funding nor the groundedness in reality to make any of that happen
0: i have to cut you off because we have to save this for the bonus episode but man there's so much to talk about in that movie and I, I don't know that I can bring myself to do it. We're gonna do it, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to enjoy this.
1: Uh, but see, that's that, what you just said is very telling. You don't want to
0: enjoy. I don't this, want to enjoy this. But you did. Uh, I'm gonna get very heated during this conversation.
1: Good. I live my life to torment Stephen.
0: You live your life on the edge. I'm glad. Okay. Stephen's Wh- therapist knows you by name. <laughs> Emails! You can talk to us at our email, SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Some of you do this already, which is amazing. Speaking of people who do this already, Carl! We have our weekly Carl emails. Carl has a couple thoughts, some of which I will sit and I will laugh with Carl and we'll have our our cheeky little moment that Jared will not get to see. But I think specifically in a couple of comments that you made in the last couple episodes where we were like, hee hee he, hee he, he, if only Jared knew. Hee hee hee. So, yes, good stuff. Carl talking about how Elizabeth probably had the worst time of everybody out there. They never show it, but they literally hook her up to an Ivy bag to keep her going.
1: Whoa. Yeah, okay.
0: That's brutal. I from a concept of a show, how in some shows, if you get to that point, you're done, you're pulled immediately. I know that there is a show that my parents like to watch called Alone, where you're just alone in the wilderness surviving until everybody else quits. And the only reason that you get pulled from the game is they do like wellness checks on you. They check your vitals, they check your your minimum weight, and if you fall below that, you're immediately pulled from the game. Makes sense. How is Survivor not doing that?
1: They're doing worse. They're <laughs> keeping people like barely like alive. <laughs> ah. No, no. If that happened now, and maybe it has, I don't know. But if this happened in like a 42, 43, where somebody was medically struggling so much they needed an IV bag, they just pulled them, right? I mean, we kind of saw it with a contestant in the first episode of 42, mm-hmm. where they were worried about an interaction with the medication and pulled them, like, proactively. They were like, hey, you, you know, you're starting to get a little dehydrated, we think this, this medicine you're not on. And, like, they didn't give them an IV, they just pulled them from the game.
0: That's crazy to me, too, that... Spoiler for 42, I'm not going to get too into it. It's in the first episode. Yeah but how do you not properly vet these people that that becomes a problem? Like, I, <clears throat> they frame it in that they've kind of misled Survivor. Yeah.
1: No, it, it sounds like that contestant misled or lied about how long they had been off of the medication. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then really digs into the awful edits. <laughs> Apparently the Australian version of Survivor is terrible with bad edits. They apparently aired a season where 90% of the cast was purpled and one person was voted off without even receiving a single confessional. Oh my god. <laughs> That's unforgivable.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. It's, it's terrible editing and just, it makes me hurt. And then finally, my my big one that I saw this and I laughed. I have a screenshot from the wikipedia page of michael david Scoopin. oh no michael david Scoopin is an american software publisher television personality convicted fraudster and child sex offender and motivational speaker that is the wikipedia page
1: that's too many things And that's too many bad things.
0: And it's too many bad things. It's just like
1: how you never want, like if there's never a Wikipedia page of you, you never want there to be something that's just called the incident. (laughs) (laughs) There's like seven incidents. And then the
0: bad things happen. Right. (laughs) And then finally, we have our episode 12 comments. Same ideas that we kind of talked about. CBS threw in an extra episode just to get real greedy. They they saw that money and they're like, oh yeah, Yeah. it's unnecessary. We didn't need it loves breaking down your reaction to Jerry and just like your, how you read Jerry. The journey I took with Jerry, yeah. yeah. It's great. And then <laughs> I love that Colby can make a joke about jumping ship and immunity challenge and people don't get super paranoid about this. Like how nobody sees that. Cause if that were a modern day moment where Colby says something about jumping ship or has thoughts about jumping ship, boom. That's an immediate panic moment for everyone. Which challenge
1: was this? Was this the, uh oh, this was the slingshot challenge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're all so, cl- they've all trauma bonded. And they're all so close at this point. That, Correct. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then a couple more moments that we, we talk about. No Jared moments. So we'll skip those. Okay. Cool. Anything else you want to add?
1: Once again, it should have been Keith. <laughs> Bumper. All right. So this episode came out on April twenty sixth of two thousand and one. A couple things happened in the week between last episode and this episode. The most recognizable, at least to you and I, Virginia Tech quarterback Michael Vick was the first pick by the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Oh, okay. That's fun.
1: Yep. The that's really the only major thing that happened. Um, All for You by Janet Jackson is still top of the charts. However, Survivor by Destiny's Child is the top of the UK charts, which I thought was interesting. Great song.
0: I thought that was more like the 80s, though. I'm a suffi- No, Destiny Child is definitely early 2000s, because it's pre beyonce Beyonce. No, no,
1: yeah, I do know that. I was thinking that was the other Survivor song.
0: Uh, what other Survivor song?
1: Uh... I was thinking of the song Respect, <laughs> which I had thought was the same song as Survivor.
0: Very different?
1: Very different. But they're both songs I listen to as children, so... Eh. It's not even here nor there. And in the box office, uh, Bridget Jones' Diary has now topped the charts with a super special one coming in at uh, number five Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles.
0: Whoa, it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Maybe with the help of Survivor. I, well, maybe a little bit. But it's crazy to me that there, I'm sure somewhere there's cross promotional something out in the world oh, gotta of be. Survivor and crocodile dundee i don't know maybe in the <laughs> reunion f- extravaganza we talk about it it probably not but maybe the
1: kangaroo trying to climb out of the river was also a guest spot on crocodile dundee there you go <laughs> beautiful
0: anything else Nope. cool let's jump into episode 14 the final four Like we said, this is not the final episode. It should be. It should be. There was a lot of content in this episode. Yes. But it should have been whittled down into a two-hour finale.
1: There is a lot of content in this episode, but a lot of it could still go and the story Mm -hmm. would be the same. It's a lot of... it's it's, It's a bit fluffed up.
0: Well, you don't even need to take out half of it. You need to take out 15 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes, maybe. And... Shuffle it together with what you have for the next episode, which I believe is also an hour
1: So you said I think so you said that this is the most popular Survivor ever gets Like Mm -hmm. it still is obviously very popular for a very long time But this is the most viewed season and I can't help but feel like they fumbled the bag like Season one was this crazy lightning in a bottle that they did not expect Mm -hmm. And they tried too hard to milk it and be like, oh, let's go let's go that one step further, and we'll put it somewhere more extreme, and we'll add more days, and we'll add more episodes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of didn't work out.
0: They tried to make it more about the survival aspect and really dug into making this difficult for them on a survival basis. But that's not the fun part of Survivor. No. Like, that's... they almost entirely stopped showing that later in the show.
1: Yeah, to the point that now in, in new seasons, in your post-40 seasons, you have them being like, being like, wow, making a shelter is a lot harder than a montage. Because that's all we show anymore. It's just yeah. like, ah, it's the montage of making the shelter, and like, boom, there you go.
0: Boom, you're done. Hey, in and out, you got your shelter. But no, we just, we don't hover on that. And Survivor kind of blows it it, yep. They they have it's theirs it's theirs to take and then it just kind of gets muddled down.
1: Well, all those little things add yeah. up. Like mm-hmm. if you're watching a uh, if you're watching a show and they add two extra episodes because remember they, not only did they had this extra episode but the recap episode. Yep. You can just even if you don't like verbalize it, you can feel the greed on there. Yeah. You know, can and we, that can turn some people off.
0: Can we talk about how disappointed I am as a child? watching Survivor, watching week to week to week, getting up to the television, you've sprinted to get your homework done, you've done all everything you need to do, you sit down, and it's a recap episode. That hurt me. I felt betrayed. How why would they do that to me?
1: So Steven, do you think this is where you get your uh, underlying feelings that others might betray you? Yes! Tell me
0: more about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Episode fourteen, final four. <laughs> we we jump into the episode and we're reflecting on Kentucky Joe.
1: I was not emotionally prepared <laughs> for
0: this. It's it's emotional. It's Elizabeth, yeah. particularly, and Elizabeth really digging into what Kentucky Joe meant to her. And we we're, we are we're talking the oldest tribe mate in the entire game and one of the youngest who formed this bond and it's it's a really cool thing we're not skimming over the fact that these two were very close no and i appreciate that
1: and usually when i mean compare that to nick when he goes home it's like nick who But like it's it's cool when (laughs) when they show the aftermath that's actually one of my favorite things about season one Mm -hmm. is they wouldn't show like where the alliance was looking to vote and they talk about it at the top of next episode and talk about the fallout and where they were going to go from there. Yeah. And how they had come to that decision. Mm-hmm. I like when these episodes start with the fallout of the vote from the previous episode.
0: Yeah. It, it's kind of nice. But then it, it transitions into a talk of family about how people have been putting this off. People have been putting it out of their brains because... Everyone everyone misses their family. Everyone's lonely. They want to go home, but if they think about it too much, then it just weighs them down. But now they're at the point of the game where there's only four or five days left. It's okay to start thinking about that. Yeah. We can we can have those hard thoughts because eventually they're going away. You get to go home.
1: And you can't point where you count hours, not days. Yeah.
0: It, it's a lot. And uh, Tina and Elizabeth have a nice heart-to-heart. Colby... Has his own aside. I want to talk about Colby's. Go ahead.
1: Because it's so funny, and it's unintentionally funny, where he's like, you know, when I'm, when I'm really feeling down, I just uh, go down by the river bit and I, uh, I talk to my mom, and I know she can't answer, but I know she can hear me. I'm like, Colby, you have a one-way psychic connection with your mother?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's very good at it. What are those messaging
1: and data rates like <laughs> in 2001?
0: <laughs> she can hear me. I did it on. I put a bug into her her pillow. That way, when she's sleeping there, I can I can yell at her and, and feed her thoughts, none of which are.
1: Are you are you saying he's MK altering his own mother?
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no. Anyway. <laughs> the because of these conversations, we get into this weird. Talk about oh yeah, we're just uh, going through our daily lives. Colby checks the ATM or goes to the ATM, w- withdraws some cash, uh, oh, yeah. fills the car with gas as Tina requests, and uh, gets the mail.
1: One of those things is true. What? Why did they mix the real thing in with the fake things?
0: <laughs> they're trying to feel normal, Jared. I know. know. It's um, it's cute, but like, how much do you actually believe this?
1: No, I think it's I think it's like you know when they go out fishing, they're going to the store. Yeah. When they go to check tree mail, they're checking the mail. Sure. That's that's cute, I guess. Yeah,
0: I liked it. It was a fun little fun little moment for all of us. I call. I actually titled this section
1: "Actual Psychosis Convenience <laughs> Store Edition."
0: Coping mechanisms, the musical. That'd be good musical. It'd
1: be fun.
0: <laughs> reward challenge. First, oh I do go want ahead. To say
1: something. The audio mixing in camp when they get the reward challenge stuff is so
0: bad. I honestly couldn't tell because we just witnessed the worst audio mixing of anything in in the last movie we watched so that's
1: true cicadas the cicadas are so horny <laughs> they they're are. right next to the microphone and Steven, they are ready to go yeah and they want you to know and and they get their message across
0: cicadas are so hard to mix around though and I've, i know. i feel like the fact that i have haven't really noticed it as much is either one i it's in my brain and I have just chosen to remove it entirely. Or two, they're doing a better job than I, than we give them credit for no, to edit these out.
1: Big shout out to the sound guys on this show because we've talked before about how you are getting local audio in where you can control none of the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of backup Mike taxi must have are insane. <laughs> but uh, this is just a fun little, I was like, I can hardly hear anything they are saying.
0: But you can see there is a, a cicada that blatantly lands on Colby's head. He's wearing his buff and a cicada is just like, bloop, right there and stays there for a good while. And nobody feels the need to get rid of it. So they don't care anymore. They don't care. Not at all. Now we get to the reward challenge. The second chances game. Leftover
1: is the challenge?
0: Yeah, this is, we don't have any more challenges. What do we do?
1: We we forgot we were doing 42 days and not 39. <laughs>
0: Whoops. It's a beautiful positive reframe. They're saying, uh, yeah, If you, I hope you learned your lessons from these old challenges because you're doing it again and... You gotta you gotta go forward and not backward.
1: You know what's the craziest thing? Go on. This amalgamation of previous reward challenges mm-hmm. is the closest to a modern day challenge we have seen thus far. It's in multiple legs. Mm-hmm. It's requiring different attributes, and it ends on a puzzle. Yeah. Or it has a puzzle well. involved. It had, yeah, it it has a puzzle involved. Correct. And has like sort of a I I've been calling catch up mechanics. Sometimes it's just a roadblock at the end. Like, they put... The the game is layered out in such a way that the quickest things come first, and the last thing takes a while. So yes. you get a head start, but it's not over.
0: Yeah. You, there definitely is that moment of, oh, okay, they're going to work on this for a bit, so these other people can catch up and make it look interesting, yeah. at least. There were four sections of this. There was the rope carabiner maze. But you're blindfolded. But you're blindfolded this time, which is also from the blindfold challenge. You're shackled the whole time. You're shackled the in- well almost oh, the okay. entire time. Yeah, you're you have shackles on. You're navigating this carabiner maze while blindfolded. So you have to clip and unclip. Interesting, more interesting than the regular carabiner maze. Yes. So good on them for that. There was a slide puzzle. Good slide yeah. puzzle. We, we love a slide puzzle. There was the the fire seesaw. But also a balance, a balance beam. A balance beam. You have to fill up the teeter tot or the yeah the teeter totter with one side, but not all the way to make it fall.
1: Just until water. It got to the point where water would start leaking out. They give them a smaller bucket. Yes. And uh, of course, it's not gonna be all the way because you have to go across that balance beam. That you would lose all of that water by the time you got back across the balance beam.
0: <laughs> it, it's a very subjective indicator. Like it does eventually, if you put enough in, it will shoot out. Yeah. But there were definitely moments where I saw someone, like, throw water into the bucket and the bucket, like, swings and some of it comes out. That's why Tina
1: called Jeff over to look and yeah. he singled her on. Which yeah. Is, yeah. That, yep, you're right. It's very subjective.
0: Weird. <laughs> and then you have to build a fire on the other side. Thus releasing the the teeter totter into the air.
1: Yeah, the fire will burn the rope which will go up and light the fuse. It was all
0: it was backwards from the fire challenge. Yes. Very confusing.
1: Yeah, the that part of it seemed like the less or the least thought out thematically. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you could just plug the hole in the bucket yeah. and make them get like a certain number of buckets in there or something. Sure.
0: I don't know. Uh. (laughs) Anyway, it was a fun challenge to watch. You're right. It is the most, like, modern Survivor. And Colby is... It looks like Colby's going to run away with this, and then it gets closer. But in the reality, it's probably just Colby running away with it.
1: Yeah, Elizabeth got close. Yeah, Um,
0: Elizabeth did put up a fight. Elizabeth mm -hmm. is good at the physical keeping up with all of this.
1: Yeah, we're now... Uh, on whatever challenge in a row it is of Keith getting yelled at for trying to break the rules of a challenge.
0: What did he do in this challenge? He tried to
1: pull the thing out of the slide puzzle. Like he pulled up on it instead of like shifting it around yeah. and Jeff's like, don't pull
0: up. I, I did I did remember hearing that. I didn't realize it was aimed toward Keith. Uh yeah. So Colby gets through, gets the slide puzzles. Did you notice on the slide puzzles that they are
1: They are the four pillars of Survivor. Okay, out, go Outlast. <laughs> outplay, outback.
0: That's what the last one said? Yes. Okay, they were trying to hide it. They absolutely were trying to hide it. So I'm glad you caught it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fourth pillar of Survivor, the outback.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Good, I'm glad. I need that on a buff now. (laughs) Outwit, outplay, outlast, outback. Outback yeah. Steakhouse.
1: I <laughs> actually, when I read that, I was like, I'm surprised Outback Steakhouse didn't sponsor this season.
0: I know, right? Because I feel like they do. They are definitely a sponsor somewhere.
1: Anyway, so you go up front of the jury at the end, and you say how you have, how you have, <laughs> in each of the four areas of Survivor, sure.
0: I outlasted, I outplayed, I outwitted, and I definitely enjoyed that blooming onion at Outback <laughs> Steakhouse. It was great. Uh, Takeaways from the challenge. Keith is terrible at a balance beam. Yep. It's just so bad. You could have added a
1: sentence
0: that Keith is terrible. Okay. Keith is terrible. Can't stay on a balance beam. Yes. And he can't
1: stay on a balance
0: beam. Yeah. Things that I noticed Colby was like stuffing the top of his fire pit. Once he got the fire going, he then, in order to get it to be up there, he stuffs into the top of the barrel which I feel like should have been not allowed, Agreed. right? Agreed.
1: And also, like, this is the problem, like, in modern uh, fire challenges, and including the one we saw earlier in the season, actually, mm-hmm. like, you're building the fire, and then it has to, like, rise up to something. Yeah. Like, in this case, the rope's holding it down, but also it's, like, over the top of the bucket, so you just build the fire to the rope. Correct. That's, you're it's, just basically lighting the rope on fire. That's
0: essentially what he did. He yeah. did have a nice fire in place, so I don't feel too bad about it. Yeah. But... You definitely brought the fire to the rope instead of having the fire grow and making it strong enough to melt the rope.
1: Yeah, just shove enough kindling in there so that it like goes up like a tinderbox and you win.
0: I did it. Congrats. And so Colby wins a new car
1: the Pontiac Aztec Yeah,
0: we're really making this Pontiac Aztec a thing.
1: it won't be for long. For season 1, I said it's only in production for like a year and a half. Correct, but And we see why. It's not a very good
0: car. But we've only we've already given away two. This is the second Pontiac Aztec given there might away. might be one in season
1: 3, and that's probably it.
0: <laughs> so yes, Colby wins the Aztec. He gets to go spend a night in it which is cute like you get to we, we won't talk about it yet cuz we're not there it
1: is although i'm like it's a it's a marginal step up like sleeping yeah. in a car sucks yeah and i don't know like i've been to i've been to a music festival where we were sleeping in tents and one of our buddies was sleeping in in the back of his, his subaru and like, once that sun comes up, like, it's hot. Oh, it absolutely is. So in some ways, it's kind of worse than sleeping in the lean-to they have. If it, does, if it rains, of course, it would be better. This is the one night we don't get rain. Yeah. Um, no, it, I was like, wow, all this, I'm glad they added more stuff into the reward for right then than just, like, and you get to sleep in the car.
0: Yay. Yay. It did look like there was a mattress in there. So I, or, like, yeah. some sort of not back-breaking <laughs> thing to sleep on. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a second They get back to camp They don't show anything of the post-reward, really But then they jump to the next day Where they show In tree mail They were given a scale and a mirror
1: The mirror is so unnecessary It really is It's kind of mean Look
0: at yourself ah, (laughs) I am deformed You are deformed And I am ugly And you
1: are ugly (laughs) Yeah. Jeff holding the mirror
0: to them. Like, we realize we can see. There are reflective surfaces out there. They can see themselves. It had still water at some point. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anyway, the big thing to take away is that the scale was there and they could. (laughs) It's a metric scale, so it's all in kilograms. So, Colby has to do math.
1: And um, thankfully, they knew offhand. I know because I've worked in uh, in the veterinary medicine mm-hmm. industry and, you know, doctors write or all, all med- like formulas are in kilograms. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, kilograms to pounds and all that. But like, did you know the kilograms to pounds?
0: Oh, God, no. Offhand? I don't. And this is me. This is Sorry, I'm going to step on Steven's soapbox now. Uh-huh. Why are we not using the metric system? It's such an inherently better system
1: yes i mean every industry that needs it already is
0: correct weight is the one thing that i'm like i know i kind of like the the u.s scale i agree
1: i like there's two things i like that the u.s does better when it comes to like weights measurements all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um pounds pounds over kilograms is better i feel like mm-hmm. and uh, temperature
0: that was the one i was going to make the argument to having having a more detailed or a, a more numbers in between is better for temperature celsius is how water
1: feels i don't care how water feels (laughs) oh
0: i like how water feels like my shower i need to take a shower i'm gross (laughs) yes so numbers the people lost weight everyone has lost weight from least amount of weight to most amount elizabeth lost 12 pounds and which mind you is like
1: 10 percent
0: of her weight oh it's quite a bit And she comments about, now I know why my hair is falling out. Yeah, because you've lost 12 pounds. Uh, You've lost a good portion of your body. Tina has lost 16 pounds. And Tina is smaller than Elizabeth. Elizabeth. She's
1: below 100.
0: Yeah. Tina's tiny. Colby has lost 25 pounds. And it shows. Yep, It absolutely shows. And Keith. 27 pounds.
1: It's not that I don't believe him. Okay. But Keith would be the kind of guy who would lie about his weight was before just so he could win. Sure. Uh, He's probably like He probably lost 27
0: pounds. He, he definitely... He is also... Everyone looks small. Everyone looks like they haven't been eating very much. And... <laughs> Colby has a nice aside later about that. But yes. They're... They have gone through the ringer, a full month of not eating almost anything.
1: Well, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but when Colby's talking to his mom through the psychic link, did you catch what he says, how much food they have per meal?
0: Yes, I do, but go ahead and say it.
1: Four spoonfuls of rice.
0: It's a spoonful of rice to keep you from dying. So that's
1: eight spoonfuls of rice a day. Yeah. And survivor said, that's too much. That's too much. You've been eating too much.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, guys.
1: no no no
0: so that all happens keith goes on a nature hike this is this is the keith anime beach party episode
1: cool i good for keith i'm (laughs) glad you found some type of peace i you had nothing that interesting to say you speak everything in monotone and people want you to come back so they can eat i think the only reason they put this in is because when jeff shows up to get colby keith's not there mm-hmm. and he's like where where's keith and they're like i don't know
0: <laughs> i cannot wait for next episode when we're talking about like where are they now and just all of these things and post reunion where i can just say oh I have, I have things to say i have so many things to say about okay. like,
1: uh since while we're there actually you can probably tell me now sure do any of the whole, who wins no uh <laughs> these final four do any of them not come back yes is it elizabeth yes oh. and yes and okay that's a shame it's not that elizabeth will not come back she's great i feel it? like i already knew that i don't know if you already told me or i had a dream that we watched an episode of survivor okay which is which messed with me this episode sure because it was this episode, but I hadn't seen this episode and several things from my dream obviously were not true because it was a dream.
0: Weird. I know. <laughs> we'll talk about it because it, it is an interesting thing about Elizabeth, okay, so we'll, okay. we'll get back to that. Okay. Yes, Keith goes on his nature hike. He, it looks like somebody with just a handy cam was following him. Yeah. It was very strange. We don't want to spare a full cameraman to go with Keith. So, some intern go follow Keith up to the ridge. And he, he sits up there and takes it in, talks about home. It, it is. It's, it's very nice. But also, he left, and then Jeff comes to get Colby.
1: This is really funny.
0: So everyone's like, Where, where's Keith? I don't know. He's gone. Nobody really cares.
1: I, you know, we, we pointed out, and maybe this will be in the reunion, but we point, you point out that, like, production fucking hated Greg in season one. Mm-hmm. I feel like production fucking hates Keith. We're gonna find
0: out, but I just, I have that feeling. <laughs> yeah, So Jeff shows up. He's like, "You ready to get?" Oh, hold on, I have to read this. Jeff, word for word, says, "You ready to get out of Dodge?" And in my brain, I go, "Yeah, he's ready to get into the Pontiac." Colby,
1: should have been quicker.
0: Should have been quicker on this. Been quicker on that. But the ladies got him flowers for his his new car as like a housewarming. But it really shows how. It's it's beyond the game at this point. Yeah. These people just like each other.
1: Yeah, the three of them really like the each other. The three of
0: them really like each other. <laughs> While Keith is up laying on the rock seeing everything. Like,
1: <laughs> see everything. Yeah, and their and their connection, their bond is really sweet. Yeah, and I hope that they all stayed friends. The three of them stayed friends after the show. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Colby goes on his reward... It's a nice, beautiful date with Jeff again.
1: That was weird again. I was I got surprised by it again. I was like, why is he emphasizing the fact that there's enough food for two? and Also, <laughs> he's coming with you.
0: Yeah, he he's trying to throw him off, which I I do appreciate. Like, yeah. hey, oh, there's enough room for food, for two. I'm gonna eat some of this. It's gonna be great. You and me, buddy, hanging out. Don't you want to hang out with Jeff from Survivor?
1: Now this would've
0: been funny if it would have been Colby's mom, no matter which one of the four of them won. Yeah. Allah Sean's dad last year. <laughs> <laughs> so we start checking out the car. Do you have thoughts about the car? I do like the Was tent Was the tent
1: built in?
0: Yeah. That's weird. Or at <laughs> That's least it's cool. At least it's a one of those like luxury options to Oh
1: yeah.
0: But it definitely looked like yeah, you just open the the, the hatch and you can pull things to make a tent.
1: It's fine. It's a mediocre car. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a new car and good for Colby. That's fun.
0: If you like driving and camping, I feel like that's a good car.
1: And Colby's the right one to win this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, he, he eats some appetizers. He's like, yeah. Er, Jeff sits him down. They're having their appetizers. And he's like, all right, you're ready for the main course, right? Bring in the food. You're like, is he just like yelling at. Random staff here that seem that seems weird.
1: Well, and then I wrote down, "Who is this woman?"
0: Yeah, and I
1: was like, "Oh, oh, that's really sweet."
0: They don't frame it very well, but it is Colby's mom coming in, bringing in food, and we're we we don't really know that. He Colby doesn't know that that's happening, no. so it's all a moment of what's so that going you on. Go when on. We we're getting
1: the the web footage. Mm-hmm. They were all in hotels. Yes. Yeah.
0: I, I think so.
1: Well, like, like, so they flew Tina's whole family out to that hotel? I guess. Because there's no way they got them—that was the last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's no way they got them to Australia in, I guess—I mean, I guess it was three days, but—
0: But that means that they were—they were faking us out by making it look dark in these rooms. Yeah. Because it would have been the same time, or at least relatively close to the same time, when they were recording. But that would explain why all the cameras were there.
1: That's true. Good one, good one survivor.
0: Good one survivor. Yeah. Way to pull a fast one on me. I I do appreciate that. Yeah, the the mom shows up. It's really cute. Do you have any thoughts about the the mom interactions here no, with just Colby?
1: It's it's exactly what he needed mm-hmm. for the last few days yeah. and it's very wholesome until they start he starts talking about the terrible, terrible conditions. The
0: horrors that we have witnessed. Yeah, yeah.
1: please read that quote you're about to read.
0: Yes, so this is a quote from the mom that says, there's a look in his eyes that worries me. And-
1: So they've given Colby PTSD that his mother can identify by looking in his eyes. Yeah.
0: And the fact that he said, I've only pooped three times since I've been here.
1: Yep. The whole the time.
0: The whole time. That's beautiful. I, I, really, I think it just shows the toll that your body takes here.
1: When we you know this is just pointing out again how different one season one from season two is. Mm-hmm. Season one, like, Sean's dad doesn't like she talks about him about Colby, his mom, like he is a survivor of like a POW camp.
0: Yeah.
1: And Sean's dad was just like, Oh yeah, cool, yep, things are good.
0: Yeah, you got to come out and hang out in a beach. It's great. Yeah. Sounds like a good time.
1: And I while I do doubt that Sean's dad is capable of the depth that colby's mom is emotional intelligence <laughs> uh, it's it's so much worse man. yeah it is it is a it's a pow camp for these people pretty much
0: it's it's tough and i think <sighs> she can recognize that immediately that this isn't i don't know that this is what he signed up for
1: or that this is gonna that he's that he's gonna be the same when he comes back for yeah. a while
0: yeah but he won a car
1: And probably a million dollars.
0: Yeah. He wasn't excited about the shower, but he said, yeah, once I got in a hot shower, it's exactly what I needed. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. So we go back to camp, kind of. It's, It's the three people at camp. Keith is bringing in a log for fire and suplexes it onto the ground, breaking the water canister while he's doing it.
1: I'm just shaking my head yep. in silence yep. because I can't. Every time I think that he can't get worse, he does.
0: He breaks the water jug. And they, they, like, show a a big... They do the survivor.
1: We're
0: like, oh, yeah, that's clearly a bad thing.
1: And then it's fixed right away.
0: And the, Well, they don't fix it right away, but they don't really address it beyond that. No. So, yes, we broke the water jug. I'm assuming they have another water jug. Or
1: they just put the nozzle back in place and it was fine.
0: Oh, okay. Still.
1: But you're right. They make it up like, oh no, this is going to be really bad. Yeah. Uh, wait, it's fine.
0: Now. Oh wait, Colby's mom is here. Never <laughs> mind. It doesn't matter.
1: We can't yeah. have a tragedy when mom's That's here. That's
0: true. And it was cute. Colby's mom shows up at camp. There's hugs all around. And this just shows you the difference between who you bring to camp makes all the difference. Colby's mom was telling stories about <laughs> what happened while you guys were gone. The Yankees won the World Series. They're like sitting there on a log and she's like storytelling. Yeah. It's great. Versus, who was it? Sean's dad. Sean's dad. Nothing to say. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Uh, life is good. Anything else?
1: Can you elaborate on that?
0: Nope. No. No, no. <laughs> yeah, and then brings uh, care packages.
1: Where was she hiding the sack?
0: I. This had to have been with... Production.
1: Because he's like, he's like, mom, and I, it seemed like Colby was in on it. Yeah. Was like, mom went and, and, you know, got a sack, and I was like, they show it. I'm like, that thing's. Does, does she have like a. Uh, is, is Can she just like hide that amount of stuff, like right up her ass? And
0: just like, <laughs> <laughs> we blew a balloon, and it all just <laughs> popped out. Yeah, so there were photos that, what was, el- what else was in this care package? They
1: didn't really show us. No. It just, it looked like Keith had some, like, peanut butter or something. He okay. Had something on his, like, on his thumb when he was, like, shaking her hand or hugging her by to, he, like, held his thumb up so it wouldn't get on her.
0: Sure. There was a comb that he kept playing um, with for the rest of the episode because yeah. he was combing his beard.
1: Tina had a coloring book at one point in this episode, but I think that was, so. I think that was one of her items she had because That's, that was, I think that was before this.
0: It's definitely something that people have talked about in mm-hmm. Killing Time that they'd color a page or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cute. But Keith gets emotional from seeing photos of home. I did have to point out that he was emotional about, like, things from kids. I don't remember seeing anything about the girlfriend. Sure. Well, fiancé now. Fiancé. Correct. Fiancé. Just a weird moment there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. Want to say something? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Colby said that the prison visit would end.
1: So... Did you catch what he called it?
0: The prison visit? Yeah. Yeah.
1: A conjugal visit.
0: Yeah.
1: My, my brother in Christ, that's not what a conjugal visit is. Because he describes it as like, he's like, oh, like the, the plexiglass, you know, the plexiglass is still between you. I'm like, that's not what a conjugal visit is.
0: Hold on, wait. Do you know what a conjugal visit is? I'm assuming you're talking about that this is for them to show up, have sex, and then go back into custody. It, it isn't always
1: happening. You don't necessarily have to. Sex with the person, <laughs> but usually yes, that's what you're there for. It's it's like you have you basically give him like a trailer and a time.
0: Okay, I um, I had assumed conjugal visit was all encompassing visits from families while you're in incarceration.
1: He was just I mean this is I I mostly play most of it is put wordplay on yeah. the fact that that's usually the sex visit. Okay, but also he described it as like the plexiglass and like you can visit a person in prison anytime and be behind the like plexiglass phone and all of that.
0: Not anytime. <laughs> But then we end this section with, my only loyalty is to Tina. Mm-hmm. Colby very specifically says, I, I have no loyalty to Keith. I have no loyalty to Elizabeth, only to Tina.
1: Which is funny because the original alliance was Colby, Tina, Keith in the final three. And we've seen him change his mind on that. Oh,
0: he very clearly states in, the, in a couple episodes ago, I'm done with Keith. Yeah. I have no, nothing bad about cutting this off entirely. Good. Good. Good for all involved.
1: (laughs) And we see by the vote, which we'll get into at the end, Colby's managing the jury. Yeah. He knows who he wants to sit next to. Does he? Or at least who he doesn't want to sit next to.
0: Okay, correct. Yes.
1: And he knows he's okay with sitting next to either of the people that are left. Because one he knows he can beat, Mm -hmm. and one he respects.
0: Okay, that's fair. Which would you go with? The one that you can beat or the one you respect?
1: That's tough. Because the easy answer is the one you can beat. Right. Unless you're wrong. Fair. Kelly thought she'd beat Rich. True. Yeah. I mean... Kelly, Kelly got rid of Rudy because she thought she could beat Rich. Now, she couldn't beat either of them because I think Rudy wins that landslide. Yeah. But then, if you take the person that you think you can beat, mm-hmm. they win... You've now just given a million dollars to someone that you really didn't want to have a million dollars.
0: Fair. Okay, from a Jared perspective, play this out in whatever land. Colby wins Final Immunity Challenge. Mm-hmm. Which I
1: think he probably will.
0: Okay. Who does he take?
1: I think he takes Tina.
0: Okay.
1: And I think he still wins. You think he, you think he still wins? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Do you think, what's what's the vote spread on that?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, so who's our jury right now?
0: Alicia, Jerry, Nick.
1: Okay, so Alicia goes for Colby. I think Jerry would have sour grapes and go for Tina. Nick doesn't exist, so I can't answer that question. Like, I I, I legitimately... (laughs) Jokes aside, I I don't know, because we haven't seen anything of him. Probably Colby, because he'd respect, like, the games and shit, but, like, I don't know, because I don't know anything about Nick. Mm -hmm. Amber... I think would vote for Tina, so that's two to two so far. And then Roger, Elizabeth, and Keith?
0: In that scenario... It'd, yeah, yeah in that be scenario, a, it'd be
1: Keith. So Roger and Elizabeth, I think, vote for Colby, and Keith votes for Tina.
0: So is that... A, that'd be one. That'd be, be four getting by one. 4-3 Colby? Yeah. Gotcha. Does that change... You flip in Tina in there. Or uh, flip he, flip Keith in there. Yes, one hundred
1: percent I don't know... I don't know if Keith gets any votes. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would hope not. Maybe you, maybe you get, like like I said, I don't know as much about Nick, um, so like maybe, but I don't think Keith gets a single vote. Cool. He, Keith has approached GOAT status to me.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about this next episode. Immunity Challenge. It's literally memory. Yep. It's the game Memory. You flip, well, we're not flipping over anything. It's essentially small little tents that we pull up, and underneath is some Australian themed item.
1: Kind of. Kind of. The items were whack.
0: <laughs> they were pretty weird. Jawbone. Jawbone. Wooden kangaroo. <laughs> I think there was a boomerang. There should have been a boomerang. There was not a boomerang. There was
1: not a boomerang? Mm-hmm. Not that I saw, anyway.
0: Ugh. K- kangaroo poop. Kangaroo poop. Just okay, sure, why not? Someone had to sit next to kangaroo and poop for the entire game. Yeah, that's beautiful. I don't have a whole lot to say about this game because there's not a whole lot to it. The only thing I'll say is
1: I, I appreciate that this is the game they chose for this immunity challenge because Colby is clearly—he's won so many reward challenges. Mm-hmm. He is clearly physically dominant. Yeah, any type of physical challenge. Colby is going to beat everyone, and it will not be close. Yeah. Um, I,
0: you have to twist in some logic, some puzzle solving, but I think this isn't the way to do it, because it is based on luck.
1: It is, yeah, it's a lot of luck. I, I wrote down, like, the strategy should be if you flip one, and you don't know where the other, or, and you haven't flipped one of that same one, go grab one that's already been flipped. Sure. Like, don't show anybody else what it is, and I don't see them doing that. But even then again, that's a bad strategy, because maybe you can get lucky, and you get a pair yeah yeah it was i think it was a very fair game for them to use but you're right it leaves us with very little to talk about
0: it's weird because you in in later seasons we talk about how the the physical toll on your body really does affect your mental status but we've kind of proven time and time again with this season these people are sharp yeah in in the dots dashes poll game where they're making boxes none of them missed a beat no like, there were almost no mistakes made. And in this game, really, there were very few mistakes made again, or at least what they showed us. Yeah, as far as we
1: can tell, there's no mistakes yeah. made. The,
0: the one that was, like, big that they talked about was Colby reaching for one, said, oh, I know where this is. I flipped it but I don't remember which one it is. No,
1: yeah, Jeff, Jeff goes, you remember where it is? You flipped it, he goes, I do not.
0: Yeah, he takes a moment. He guesses exactly correct. There's only like four. Yeah, at that point. but still, that was the only real- Almost mistake. Yeah, very strange. Keith was a close second in this one, but really, <laughs> Colby wins again. Colby's a challenge beast. Colby is a challenge beast.
1: If it
0: wasn't for Kelly, he'd be the original challenge beast. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, back at camp, we have the Tribal Dread. This is one of the few times we see this in the season. The what? The Tribal Dread. Oh, of, yes. Hey. Uh, oh, this is where I wrote down Colby had a cicada on his head. That's funny. <laughs> but we're talking about strategy, we're talking about friendship. When does strategy overwhelm the friendship part? When do I stick to my my plan that I've made since the beginning? Do I keep the person that I actually like being around, or do I keep the person who I think I can beat?
1: And this this one felt really obvious to me. Oh, he's I mean, I have to get rid of Elizabeth.
0: He with. he's veiled about it, and he's very clearly talking about Keith and Elizabeth. Yeah. But you you have to get rid of Elizabeth. Elizabeth will win this. Elizabeth will win
1: one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And good they. Spoilers: We get rid of Elizabeth, and it's. They make it seem like this is a tough decision. They make it seem like this could go either way. It's not. It's not. It's absolutely not going to go either way. And all three of the other. It's a three on one vote.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think whichever way Colby went, Team would go if it had been close. Like mm-hmm. they clearly communicated. Sure. But I just. It would have been boneheaded. Yeah. To not send Elizabeth home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And then we we do get to Tribal and we do, like we talked about, Colby is managing the jury here. Mm -hmm. He's talking about thinking about what the jury is thinking. Tina talks about how Colby is winning, but we're not upset that Colby's winning. It's okay. Like he's, he's going to win these things. He's going to win a car. Jury, he won a car. He
1: won a car. (laughs) Does he need anything else?
0: Yeah. I don't know. No. It's finally settling in a bit that, hey, we should, we have very little interaction with this jury. Yeah. We should make the moments count. Yep. Talk about these things. It's good.
1: Yeah. And and the jury's talking to each other. Yeah. I think it's the first time they've shown that this season.
0: Of them, like, kind of doing the whisper thing yeah. where they're, you know, oh, hey, I don't know. What to do. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> and then they cut to Roger
1: when Elizabeth lets to get voted off and he's very sad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> was there anything from the
1: votes that stuck out to you I, I have one one quote
0: i do have a, a nice <laughs> the thing that stuck out to me most about these votes they only showed two votes which makes sense it's keith and elizabeth keith had a very heartfelt goodbye he's like hey i like you and i i think you're a great person but it's someone's got to go so hey thanks for playing with me
1: that part of the quote was heartfelt The second part of the quote encapsulates everything I hate about Keith. And I'll stop beating that dead horse. Okay.
0: Yeah. Keith had a nice heartfelt goodbye and Elizabeth very much not so on the other (laughs) end. Like, I don't really like you.
1: Bye. It's not personal. You've gotten less arrogant. Yeah, no, he says not. I I didn't write down the quote verbatim, but pretty close to this. I think my daughter can learn a lot from you.
0: Yeah. You don't, you don't like that? No,
1: because he doesn't say I learned a lot from you. Okay. I can learn a lot from you. He says, my daughter can. Okay. And it's like, Elizabeth has a lot to teach you, too. That's fair. You are bullheaded and stubborn, and you think that Elizabeth, a a young woman, has nothing to offer you, Mm -hmm. and that you are wiser and grander and better than her. And that's what it reeked of to me.
0: Sure. That makes sense. I I did take it for face value of the, oh, that's nice. You think she's a fine, upstanding woman, and your child could learn to be like her, but the way you frame it makes a lot of sense that, like, yeah, he he is arrogant. He doesn't think he has to learn anything.
1: And it's not, I don't think that's like his intention, no. but like, that's the kind of like unintentional things that when you kind of tell on yourself.
0: <laughs> and then on the way out, we, we show Elizabeth saying one final quote, play hard and try to win that thing.
1: Specifically to Tina.
0: Specifically to Tina.
1: Yeah. And in referencing the immunity necklace. Yes. Yeah. Very sweet.
0: Yeah. What what did you make of that?
1: Well, I I I think that Tina very I, I you know I said Elizabeth would vote for Colby, and I still think she would, but that Tina has a real shot at her vote on the jury and that she's rooting for Tina. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. But they also
1: bonded and got very close personally. So in yeah. a sense.
0: I mean, like you said, that whole, that group of three is all very close. Yeah. Despite coming from other tribes and knowing that the writing was on the wall eventually, they, they did form a nice
1: bond. And thank God that Elizabeth and Roger were, like, were on Kucha. Mm-hmm. Because we finally got some inter-tribal bonds.
0: Eventually, having a nice person and having someone that you want to be around saved their ass. hmm Thank God
1: yeah this isn't the jerry vote
0: uh, alright your thoughts Elizabeth well first protagonist of the episode
1: Colby is once again the protagonist of the episode it really does feel like this is his season to lose he's the runway cannon he's won pretty much all the challenges in the last few episodes mm. he is the one who's deciding whether or not Elizabeth went home sure uh, we see all of the reward stuff that's all his and his whole story with his mom and all of that so yeah it's gotta be him
0: okay How do you think that Elizabeth does in Future Survivor?
1: Well, you said she's not on Future Survivor. That's true. uh, If she was on Future Survivor, I actually think she'd probably do a little bit worse, ironically. Okay. Okay. From what I have seen in post-40s Survivor, younger women tend not to do as well. The oldest members and the youngest members are usually voted off Mm pre-merge to keep your tribe strong for physical challenges and all of that. If Elizabeth could escape that, and you know, let's say her tribe went on a run, they only went to like one or two tribal councils in the pre-merge, then maybe she'd be fine. But she is just too likable and too much of a jury threat.
0: Yeah. So yes, she does not come back. She was asked to come back. She, was, she had a slot for All-Stars, okay. but declined. Interestingly, I think that this is the same slot that Colleen turned down.
1: Oh, wow, okay.
0: So, Colleen turned that... They're trying to fill that young woman slot. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Young, likable woman slot. So, Colleen turns down. Elizabeth turns down.
1: Mm.
0: Who does that go to?
1: Well, is it someone from one of these two seasons?
0: It's Amber. Oh, okay. So, that kind of answers your questions a little bit of how does Amber get that slot.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you want... I mean, you want to... Okay. Not a survivor until, <laughs> until season 41 Cares about diversity yeah,
0: You want to diversify your player base well, yeah, uh, they, yeah, uh,
1: they, they, they do everything they can To diversify it in these early seasons of, of, of that is That does not involve race Like no we want this cast to be whole Light as hell But we want a variety of ages A variety of backgrounds But we only cast two people of color <laughs> Per season
0: Yeah about that survivor
1: Wow that's, that's hilarious <laughs> That Amber takes Elizabeth Slot. Why did, does Elizabeth say why she doesn't come back? Yeah, like what's what's the where is she now?
0: I I don't know why exactly. It's, is it because she
1: needed an IV to physically survive in the last <laughs> few days?
0: No, I think so. Here's the deal. Elizabeth goes on to have a television career beyond Survivor. Okay. Elizabeth is a host on The View. Oh. So like I, now. Not now, but for a long time. For this, Wikipedia says 2003 to 2013.
1: Wow,
0: is a host in the View, which is if you don't know, it's an all woman or all female show. Talk Uh, show, it's a talk, talk, yeah, it's a panel show essentially. Of hey, here's the news. Let's talk about this. Talk about the big things in the world. And usually, you have these like big, strong personalities.
1: Whoopi Goldberg was on it for a long time. Yep.
0: Rosie O'Donnell was on it. Yeah. Essentially, she was the <laughs> she was the conservative pundit. No. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, she became. No. So yes, she g- guest host, filling in a spot for Lisa Ling, who left the show at the end of two thousand two, became a permanent co-host in two thousand three. Typically represented the conservative position on the View.
1: Ugh. So she was carrying water for the Iraq war, like,
0: probably two years after this, Jesus Christ. Uh, the big notable thing that they have on here is about her strong stand on the FDA planning to sell the morning after pill over the counter and going on a tirade about where life starts. Fuck. <laughs> But oh, but it gets better. Oh no. In 2013. You've been waiting for this, haven't you? In 2013, <laughs> joined Fox and Friends. No! Yes. No! 2013 to 2015 is Fox and Friends. Do you want the positive news?
1: So, the, the, that means... So, I was, I was in college. Mm-hmm. From, well, I did two years of community college, and I did two years of, of a four-year university to, to, fill, to do my four-year degree. And while I was doing community, between community college and, and, and regular college, uh, four year school, I was living with my dad who watches Fox and Friends every morning.
0: <laughs> and
1: that would have been 2013, 2014. That is the time that I probably saw her on Fox and Friends. I wasn't watching it. But, uh-huh. you know, Jesus
0: Christ. So that's fun. Some one not fun thing before I get back into the fun thing uh, is, is living with celiac disease, which I can't imagine made life in the outback any easier or have it at the time i don't know it does not state when
1: i mean that just means you can't have gluten
0: for the right is rice is not gluten correct so yeah i don't know and it's really not addressed in the show so maybe this is something that yeah gluten
1: would actually is you know it's bread i mean it's a lot of different things but uh -hmm. pasta um mostly from wheat and wheat byproducts so (laughs) you're I mean, even if she had it during the show, you're not eating
0: wheat or wheat byproducts. Yeah. Uh, in 2002, she married her college boyfriend, which is kind of sweet.
1: Okay.
0: Her college boyfriend, Tim Hasselbeck. Who is that? It is a quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Oh my god, is he the one that was quarterback when they were seven and nine and went to the playoffs? Yeah. Oh my god, Elizabeth is connected to everything!
0: Wait, hold that thought. I'm wrong. I'm thinking of Matt Hasselbeck.
1: Okay, okay.
0: No, Tim Hasselbeck is who she married. Yes, Tim Hasselbeck, who was, it looks like, a perennial backup quarterback for the Bills, Ravens, the Berlin Thunder, the Philadelphia Eagles, Panthers, Washington football team, Giants, and Cardinals.
1: One of those things is not like the other.
0: (laughs) It's the Berlin Thunder. Yep.
1: The Berlin Thunder.
0: Yes. So, during her professional career on TV, she was Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I
1: hate this. (laughs) So now you know.
0: Now you know more about Elizabeth.
1: This is the first time I felt the sting of someone (laughs) that I really liked on the season actually being terrible. I mean, I don't know that she's terrible.
0: I don't know that she's terrible. She has opinions that we don't agree with, and that's in a normal social setting, fine in the world we live in at the moment is brutal
1: yes i consider fox to be a propaganda outlet at best yes so literally you know carrying water for the bush administration and being on a propaganda network doesn't speak highly of someone (laughs) (laughs) oopsie doops and thinking that like you know not selling the morning after pill over the counter because she thinks that life begins at conception. Now that I liked Elizabeth.
0: Now that I've sufficiently brought the room down.
1: Bumper. Bumper.
0: So that'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Jared's face. Why are we here? Jared, I have broken him. Just to suffer. <laughs> we have one episode. One episode left in this season. And then we move on. Uh, I'm hoping the bonus episode can be out between seasons, but we'll get it out when we get it out. <laughs> we have the thoughts now. And actually, that makes sense, because then we can, if we only have one episode to talk about, we can talk about a bonus episode for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, anything you'd like to promote?
1: I'd like to promote not learning anything <laughs> about anyone that you see on TV past what they present you on TV.
0: This is just another reason. Don't meet your heroes, kids. Yeah. Just don't, don't do it. Don't
1: worry about them. Don't like. I mean, hey, you and me hate the Packers. Yes. Fuck the Packers. FTP. But if someone did like the Packers, like if I had if I had been raised a Packers fan, mm-hmm. and then I and then Aaron Rodgers started putting a mic in front of his face two years ago, I would probably feel this way.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe deeper than this way because sure. I know Elizabeth from.
1: Fourteen episodes of a show that we're doing a podcast on not ten years of hero worship from football
0: yeah oh i'm I'm in a moral gray area on that one because I have Kirk Cousins as my quarterback yeah so i I do appreciate the way he plays football it it's very full out and it's very with everything he's got I don't appreciate a lot of his opinions
1: yeah don't meet your heroes
0: <laughs> don't meet your heroes <laughs> I would like to promote finishing the season. Finish the things. (laughs) Just do it. You you have a thing you're working on? Finish that sucker. Get it done. Your motivation for the day. Shia Buffett. Do it! Do it! it. (laughs) Like I said, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We got one more. We'll be back on Monday. I did that math right. This comes out on Thursday. Yep, this is the Thursday episode. Monday is our finale, and then we jump into Survivor Africa. I'm so sad. So sad. So sad. I'm so sorry. For my co-host, Sad Jared, this is Steven.
1: For my host, person who betrays me, Steven, (laughs) this is Jared. Bye-bye! I said that right. It's fine. (laughs)